yeah. Good to go. Good to go? All right. Yep. I'm going to talk to the camera real quick. Uh, what's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. Uh, we'd like to have deep conversations on this show. Um, right now, I'm starting off with the people I know. This is one of my good friends from the, I like to call it the Burton era of my life. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Go ahead. <laughs> what's good, y'all? How you doing? My name is Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. A over here. Yeah, the students <laughs> call me Mr. A. He was talking about the burn days. Uh, students call me Mr. A. Uh, yeah, you can call me Jeff. For sure, man. Right. Thank you for being on today. Um, you know, thank you for your time and like just the support. You always been supporting my whatever my hustles are. So sure. right on. Um, so I'm gonna do something a little different. Uh, you know, this is a growing process for me, and I want to start off with like a little icebreaker. And the icebreaker is basically um, I, I want to do like a spelling bee competition eventually with all my guests whoever uh, like gonna <laughs> who, who, whoever spells good are going to be on a panel eventually down the road and we'll do like a spelling bee kind of thing <laughs> uh, are you interested in that or is that something you'd rather not do <laughs> sure all right all right um, so you only get one shot um, if you get it right you qualify and then uh I'll, I'll let you know the details down the road of when you're going to be facing other people. All right. Awesome. Yeah. 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 All right. So your word is miscellaneous. <laughs> M-I-S-C-E-L-L-A-N-O-U-S. Miscellaneous. Oh, there's an E missing. I was missing the E. I'll let you try it one more time. Go ahead. All right. Miscellaneous. M-I-S-C. A L L E N O U S miscellaneous. I messed up right over there. Yeah, I know I'm missing Yeah, it's all good, man. I mean, it's all good. Plans, yeah, I have to write that down. So that's uh, <laughs> so that's something that I tell my students is just like when you're doing a spelling, if you're ever entering an online spelling bee, make sure you write it out so you can see how it looks like. For sure, so, for sure. So, uh, you did. You missed a little bit there. Uh, you actually had it right. So Huh? Towards the end, that ain't is. That, yeah, yeah. Pronouncing it out loud, I was missing uh, a n e o u s. Aeneas. Yeah, you uh, you misspelled like the first time you said it, you you were missing the e at the end, mm -hmm. and then the second time you spelled it, you switched to. I mixed e, up the e, yeah, e with the a. a. Yep, yep. Um, for the listeners out there, it's m i s c e l l a. N E O U S. It's hard. That's a hard. I mean, I'm trying to gauge like what what people are capable of right now. So I mean, so far no one's passed. <laughs> so maybe I'm making it too hard. <laughs> but uh, anyway, cool. Well, right on, man. <laughs> Let's uh, jump right into it. Um, you know, we got an hour, so I don't want to keep keep waiting. Um, give me your first number, one through thirty-four. Twenty-three. 23 Jordan year. Okay. Um, and remember, if there's any question that you feel like is too heavy, too personal, feel free to, like, say pass or move on. It's all good. Uh, so, 23, what does the perfect day look like for you? And we're going to go through the stages, so let me rephrase that. What's the perfect morning for you? Waking up in another area code. Oh, another city. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I feel that. Um, so it would be, yeah, just how it's pronounced or just how, um, just waking up in another city, 
it's obviously planned or if it wasn't planned that's even more awesome that you just wake up in the city and like how did i get here yeah i mean you, you must have made it somewhere to <laughs> to be able to wake up in another place <laughs> okay okay what's a what's a good afternoon look like looking like for you Good afternoon is outside, good weather. Um, and when I say good weather, it's sunny enough to wear shorts, but there's a breeze that you can wear a jacket. Um, a lot of walking, even if there's driving or trans like, you know, some mode of transportation, there's just a lot of walking. Yeah. I got you. Kind of like vacation. Uh, you, you're describing a vacation type right now, so uh, I want to hear what that night looks like. A perfect night. Um, the evening. So in the morning, it's like with people that you know, or it's with by by yourself. Same as the afternoon, and in the evening, you are immersed in, I guess, another culture, or just around people that aren't necessarily strangers, but then. They aren't necessarily your friends, but you are in deep conversation with them. You're just learning about your surroundings, learning about the culture around you, just learning about something new. That's perfect. I got you. I got you. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like you kind of described maybe a, a vacation type kind of day. Um, you, how, how you've been traveling through through all this, through all the, uh, you know, Corona. I hate era. to say it. I have been. Why, why, why you hate to say it, man? That, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it, seems like, it seems like you're not supposed to do it, but... Hey, man. You've been one I'm, of the... You, uh, you've been staying safe, so, like, as you know, as far as I know, you've been taking all the precautions, even doing the most, so... Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you gotta worry about that, but... But I have been traveling, yeah. I'm trying to make a positive light out of it. Where's the, where's the next destination you're trying to go to? I might go to LA again or Southern California. And that encompasses LA, San Diego, or you know, somewhere in between. And I might go to New York. I was thinking about going to New York for spring break. You've been to New York before? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. Um, the last time I went was wow, it's been a long time. Two thousand seven, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've I've ever had gotten gotten the chance to get out there. Actually, that's a that's one of my bucket list things. You gotta go. Definitely gotta go. I gotta feel the culture. You ever uh, go to a place and then feel like you know after how long does it take for you to go to a place and then start feeling kind of like a local, <laughs> like you know where more things are. More than a week. <laughs> Definitely more than a week. Probably by the second weekend. I feel you. <laughs> I feel uh, like. Yeah. yeah. You have to, a part of that is getting lost, getting lost. It's feeling lost or feeling like you're just out of your comfort zone. And then it's kind of just like, um, kind of like peeling a Band-Aid off of a sore or a wound, right? It's going to mm -hmm. hurt a little bit, but then you get used to it. So there has to be some level of unfamiliarity or even being uncomfortable when you're traveling, being immersed or just learning a new culture. How, how do you feel like uh, people, I guess, perceive when, when you tell them like, oh, yeah, I'm here by myself or, you know, I'm just traveling on my own. Are people kind of like welcoming or are they kind of like, you know, turned off by that? I want to say usually the places I end up, they're welcoming. 
for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm always curious about that. I guess I don't travel alone that often. and um, But anywhere I go, I, I, I'm able to typically spark a conversation and whatnot. Um, there's places in the United States that I'm not comfortable traveling by myself, but there's places outside of the country where I feel comfortable traveling by myself. What's, what's one of the places out here that in, in the U.S. that you don't feel comfortable going to? Uh, middle America, just with like politics and stuff. Uh, mm, I tell yeah. people all the time, it's just like I wouldn't want to deal with a person on a bad day. They've just never seen if they're xenophobic, I guess you could say that, or they're just they're just easily irate by things they're not familiar with. What's what's the definition of xenophobic? I don't think I, I you know. Just, uh, there's a fear or just a dislike of something that you're not familiar with. Oh. You're, you're just not used to. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I always used to think about taking a road trip and like trying to go to every single state. And <laughs> everyone always tells me you might not want to be doing that <laughs> in certain places because yeah. they're they going to come get you. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, I'm going to come with a with a smile, California vibe, and they're like, not everybody likes California like that, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the type of person I think, I just, I'm an overthinker, and when I think about doing road trips, it's always up and down the West Coast, something I'm familiar with. Um, one day though, one day, I think if I'm with the right people, I'll, I'll feel safer, I'll just, I think it's all in my head, so traveling by myself, not gonna make, make me feel comfortable, but see, there are some places outside of United States that I would travel though by myself. For sure, like uh, what's one one place you you go by yourself outside the country? Different parts of Asia, oh. for sure. Um, and just Europe. Europe is one of those type of places that people from all over the world will just backpack. Right? Even in South yeah. America. Yeah, South America. I I didn't know about too many trips down there, but I could see that. I could see that. It's all kind of connected, going up and down, right? That's what's up. For sure, man. All right, uh, give me another number. 24, Kobe Bean. Went from Jordan Kobe. <laughs> I could only guess what the next got number the, would be. <laughs> got the Warriors game on, yeah. It's just in the basketball vibe. Now that football's... Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. All right, so for this one, I'm curious to hear if you have a memory of this, but who is a stranger or passerby in your life that left the best impression Stranger or a passerbyer that left an impression? A good impression. When I was driving Lyft, there was this one lady from South City. Um, I had a really good conversation with her, older lady. Um, very religious, God-fearing. She would talk to me about uh, religion. Very warm, very loving lady. Um, she got my number. I would talk to her, like, afterwards. The reason why she was just talking to me and she was open to me was her sin. Mm -hmm. I believe it was her... No, no, no. It was her husband that just passed. Oh, and There so were... There was just a lot of bickering in the family. And she just opened up to me and... I, we just enjoyed our conversation that we had and it's been a long time, but she left, uh, she left an impression on me. She was just, she kind of made me look at 
uh, there was bickering going on in my family too, and it just kind of like made me look at them. And it, I had a conversation with my family after that. I wow. thought it was, uh, yeah, it was a positive. I, I forget the lady's name. Hey, you don't no no Zelda, name Zelda or something like that. But yeah, it was uh, she was from South City. Nice lady. That's what's up, man. I'm sure you had a so. Now, now you got me wondering, like, what other crazy stories you might have from driving Uber or Lyft. If you mind sharing one, uh, that'd be crazy. Uh, so many. You... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I mean, nothing too crazy. Um, there were some bad ones, but I like thinking about the good ones. Oh, there yeah. was a couple. One time, uh, they were from. I dropped them off in not too far away from here, but from. What's that military base in San Francisco called again? I'm just losing my... My mind is going blank right now. Uh, Presidio. I dropped them off in the barracks in Presidio. And they invited me to come in. So random. And I had a joint on me. I came in. I smoked with them really quick. And I was just like, all right, guys. uh, I'm going to take some time off really quick. You know, because they had just seen me take a shot with them and smoking. So I had to put it out there like, all right, guys. I think I'm just going to go home now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't work anymore. So that's the the thing about if you hang out with your passengers, you're kind of like taking an extended break and you're taking away from money that you could earn. I got you. I mean, I don't know how many how many people actually do that, man, to be honest. Like, I know I'd be the kind of person to get wrapped up and probably kick it with passengers or whatever. It was a different era. I mean, when there was a time where. Yeah, it sounds kind of weird, but where Lyft drivers were cool and Uber drivers were cool. Word, word. Uh, I mean, that's something I always signed up to do, man. And I, you know, I had gone through all the paperwork, but I never got to got myself to like just press accepting trips and shit. Like there was an era where people were making more than twenty more, more than twenty five dollars an hour, like legit taking home thirty plus. There was an era where it was good, but then now. You'll be lucky if you pull in fifteen dollars an hour for that job. But besides, you know, it being Corona, what do you think changed changed that from being cool to like now not not being as lucrative? You know, something with the ownership. It's just they just drove down the prices and they weren't really listening. They didn't give incentives to the original or the full time drivers, and it catered to more of the part time driver and. The part-time driver doesn't, they care more about the hustle than the long-term. So what was happening was like the benefits thing and um, there was there was just no benefits for the driver. Say, for example, if you got into an accident, what do you do? Like, that's your moneymaker right over there. There's no sick days. If, some, if, you know, if you want to take some time off, you want to go see the doctor, that's money out of your pocket. And you would, you were working full-time hours. So another thing was uh, the wages were going down. Um, from the old place they were living to to the airport that used to be a $25 ride or a $30 ride now that costs less than $15 wow and, yeah you know, so stuff like that stuff like that well, what, what did you think about that uh, that bill that that was on the table about getting you know insurance for all the drivers I know it didn't pass right um, but yeah did you so yeah, go ahead. I have to do my research. I don't want to make. Sh- I want to make sure that I speak on it correctly. But, for sure, for sure. Um, 
I forgot what was the the name of the um. Man, I forgot what it was. It was prop. I don't know, twenty something. So prop twenty two. Um. Let me. It was between yes or no. I want to. I just want to make sure because I have. Um, I have something to uh say about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could put that in the back burner if you want. That could be for another. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We'll do that. Because uh, I, I, I was not one of the original, but I do know some of like the OG Lyft drivers. Um, some of them do drive Uber, but I was one of that, part of that group that was just Lyft only. Um, yeah, yeah. And I would hear some of the people that were lobbying for it, their opinions. And I sided with the OG drivers. And I don't want to say whether it's yes or no, because I just want to make sure that I read up on my notes before I answer it. I got you. We'll, we'll revisit that in a future episode. I just remember thinking when I was voting, it was like, yes meant no and no meant yes. <laughs> that's how they kind of worded it. And it was it was kind of frustrating. But, you know, I guess that's politics, right? Uh, but, yeah, cool, cool. Let's uh, move on to the next one. Another basketball number? Uh, eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, what is what is something you you want to start to get into more? Stocks. Stocks. Well, are you dabbling in into yeah. some right now or? Yeah. Um, you got any advice? <laughs> I started two years ago. Okay. Just like everybody, um, with Robinhood. Um, my brother, my oldest brother. That's somebody I always talk to, my nephew, Janoa. I'll talk to him about it. And I have some friends just over the years that I've talked to about it. Um, I just want to get more serious into it. So my goal, I have less than four figures invested. I have about 500, I want to say $400 invested. And my goal for this year was to get four digits up to 1,000. For sure. For sure. How's that goal going? Pretty good? Pretty, pretty up and down. I mean, like... You know, I mean, I'm I'm just the kind of person that will obsess and really stress over details and stuff. And yeah, 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 it's tough. Yeah, stocks is a long-term game, and you have to have thick skin. Like, you have to get used to the losses, and you have to be mellow when you're you're up. Also, you can't just go crazy when you're yeah. on the up. I know what you mean, man. Um, did you come? Yourself? Do I'm... you are you, are you familiar with stocks or anything? Or I, d- I dabble. <laughs> I, I dabble into it. Um. I think so. I'll tell you right now, like maybe some stocks to look out for. Um, you know, I there, I hear there's two different ways to play the stock market. You could play sh- um, short term, long term, and but short term is a lot more uh, time. It's a time eater. You know, you got to pay attention a lot. You got to wake up at certain times just to make sure you're looking, keeping an eye on the market. Uh, for me, I'm more of a long term kind of person, so what my focus has been has been to like just kind of think of industries that I know are going to be around and um, like which companies within those industries I feel like has a bright future you know uh, it's kind of like that back to the future thing I, th- I think uh, there was a thing about his grandfather buying like hella stock in AT&T back in the 1800s and then you know he just held on to it for like a hundred years and then boom it was worth a lot a lot more I don't think it's going to happen like that for me but maybe for the future generations, uh, they can reap the benefits of that. Uh, so that being said, for energy, I looked into this thing called plug power. 
um, they do hydrogen hydrogen based like energy, um, and they were when I first bought them they were like twelve dollars. Uh, this was in the beginning of COVID. Uh, I got really into it during COVID because oh. all you could do was look into it. And then recently they just made a deal with like uh, South Korea to be, help build their infrastructure of like hydrogen gas stations and stuff like that. So that that helped it up a lot and. I think if they can prove it there, they might be able to prove it in different places. So check that one out. Uh, so let me mention that I do have a stock and plug. I got it in October, and I remember yeah. just looking at it, like, why do I have this? Somebody told me to get it, and I got <laughs> it. I have one share of that one. Yeah, I know that's one of the better ones that I invest in. And then um, what's it called? And the cannabis industry looked up the, what what. Uh, when stocks are in there, and I, I've been keeping an eye on them, uh, and a bunch of them are, are up to like 50 now when they first started off at like a 20, so it, it's coming up. Um, so take a look at those, because uh, once it becomes federal, I don't think all of them are gonna come up, but there's gonna be a couple that are gonna get those contracts and you know just be everywhere, so that could be a good one to look into. Uh, and then the last one I'm, I've been kind of excited about, because it's more recent, is the, uh, like, uh, cryptocurrency, you know, I didn't jump on the Bitcoin train. I missed that one, and I missed the Litecoin train. I missed all the trains except right right now is the Doge, the Dogecoin train. Oh, you got that? Yeah, I got it too, dude. I got so much of that. I was like, cool, man. It's like three How three cents. Uh, I think I bought it for three cents, but there was people yeah. that bought it at point zero zero seven that came up like crazy. So I'm like, man. But you know, if that goes up to ten dollars. And that's that's a big come up right there. Uh, the goal is for it to go to fifty cents, five zero. Once it hits fifty cents, it's at, a good. Oh, you're right. It's only at like eight seven, cents right now, nine yeah. cents. Oh, the best it was it was eight cents and nine cents recently. But yeah, so the, uh, cryptocurrency that I see a lot of people talking about is Ethereum. Within the past three months, that has been going crazy. Last, it's been at least been going up two hundred, three hundred percent the last three months. God damn, man! I know. For me, it's like it's hard for me to buy any shares if it's like more than twenty bucks, like because <laughs> I, I want to buy a bunch of shares. I don't. It's hard for me to just buy one. Yeah. So, so going back to that question, that's something um, I have like my people to talk to. I know you're talking about where you have to wake up at certain times. Funny, I have like two friends in New Jersey, New York, that I met on Twitter that I'll talk to them. One works in finance, the other mm-hmm. works. Uh, she's a teacher also, and we'll talk about stocks. <laughs> it's just like um, the the lady that works in finance. She's more advanced into it and stuff like that. But you know, it's just casual talk. But um, I'm glad that I have like friends, and I have you know friends that I grew up with around here that I'll talk with stocks and then my uh, my family. So that's something that I want to get into more into. Dude, stocks is a new sports sometimes. As I get older and I'm talking to people, they don't want to talk about sports necessarily. They want to talk about stocks. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So tell me more. What have you, what's your research looking like? Let's compare notes. That's that's kind of like what academics is and what teaching is. It's true. It's true. It's a, it's a, I wouldn't call it a grown person's game because I feel like there's a lot of kids out there who are now more aware because of the whole GameStop thing that happened. So, more power to them. Get get mm-hmm. in it early, you know. For sure. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to the next question, man. Give me another number. Um, four. Four. Okay. 
Um, Cut this out, okay? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> Just to let you know, I won't, I won't necessarily be able to put that out there, uh, to take, cut it out, but, you know, there was nothing on the screen. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so number four, it is how, this is a two-parter. One is how do, how would you define success? I think uh, with success, it comes with planning and executing. So there's different levels of success, whether it's completing a task in the beginning of the day or comp completing something that you plan for weeks, months, or even years. So it's kind of planning and executing. I think that's, if that makes any sense. No, no, so, that, that definitely makes success. So, so I mean, for example, <laughs> uh, with school, like I'm in a graduate school program. So success would be planning it out and not only uh, executing, but communicating with the uh, correct people, the right people that will help you execute the plan. Because you can't do it, anything by yourself. Yeah, no, that's true. And if you do, it's, it's, it's a, a lot harder. <laughs> it's going to be tons harder if you're doing it by yourself. Uh, What's a what's a small success for you recently? What is would you say going back to school, and you know following through and yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely been ups and downs with um, school, but I think right now, school uh, grad school has been a success. Um, I'm enrolled full time right now. I'm probably have after this semester I'll have three more semesters if I do three full time semesters. We'll see how that goes though. How, one week at a time, one day at a time. How long was that gap between from you going to, like, being in school, taking a break, and then coming back? 2013, so about seven, eight years. But with working at schools, there's always, yeah. like, you're. it always feels like you're going to school because there's <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, you have to fill stuff out. So... It doesn't feel that... That different? That's cool. Yeah. No, it's just more. It's just more communication. More deadline. Would you say in grad school, you have more people around your age versus, like, you know, people in undergrad? No, it's a mix. It's a mix of everything. Um, there's people older than me. There's people younger than me. For sure. Uh, yeah. Um, could, are you noticing any different teaching styles? from when you were in school 2013 to now? No, I, um, not so much. I think it's just the more than my approach. Uh, one thing is like, like I call teachers by their first name now. I'm more <laughs> casual. I guess I'm more casual with them, less formal with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, and I mean, there are some things that I see that they do this semester with distance learning. And I think that they've developed it over time, and it's with training that they've received, that they're you know they're they've sought out. So that's something that I've learned. Different types of technologies or different types of software. Um, yeah, that's why being on camera and stuff like that—it's not really—it's uh, not new to me. Uh, not anymore. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um... I guess, what would you tell somebody like myself who may be thinking about going back to school, but, you know, man, like, 
being overthinking overthinking things and just feeling like man maybe it's not for me maybe like it's already gone too far that i won't be able to like pick up where i left off uh yeah what would you tell somebody like that once you uh you gotta do a gut check this is what i said when i graduated you gotta do a gut check like is this what you want are you okay with not getting the results that you want like the thing with school is i feel like school it's a journey you can't graduate or like finish school with expecting like oh i'm gonna get a job that i wanted or i'm gonna work here just because i did this um schooling is more like a journey like a personal journey it's a commitment it's an investment in yourself so after you do the gut check it's just a lot of sacrifice um when you're ready to make that sacrifice when you're ready to make that commitment um it's gonna be an ongoing process you'll you'll know if you're not ready right now it doesn't mean that you're not gonna be ready in a couple months or a couple years i got you i got you definitely keep that in mind and yeah maybe it's just not i don't have that uh i don't feel like i'm ready yet but i gotta find the right program you might find yeah you might you might meet some people or just somewhere along in your career or your work you find like a calling like oh i need more education to do that oh i have to go back to school for that and you're gonna start planning because you have a goal like you have a reason to go back to school and then once you start planning you're gonna execute it and you're gonna feel that success it's like um especially if you if they're like with teaching with education it's there's every school district or every like place that will pay you to teach students be a teacher of record there's like a tiered or like a structure of pay where more schooling equals more pay so i i don't know how it is with other fields if it's like that as well i think it's like that with medic in medicine i want to uh, i want to say a lot of fields are like that where the more education you have the more they're willing to to pay for that education or pay you since you're educated um i, th I think that's how it goes but I don't know. There, there's some other jobs out there that's all about, you know, experience. So, yeah. uh, so it it's gonna depend on what field you're trying to get into, and I guess how much you can prove, you know, like, law, like oh. law law school, passing the bar. All you gotta do is, you can study all you want by yourself, self study, and if you can pass it, you can pass it. No one really questions whether or not you know you, you we went to school for it. And I don't know. I'm not a genius like that, but. <laughs> I'm super impressed by people who can just do things like that. <laughs> but yeah. A lot of uh, commitment, a lot of sacrifice, for sure. For sure. On So on the flip side of that, and it could just be, you know, like you said, if success was, you know, planning and executing, how would you define failure? Is it the lack of planning and the lack of execution, or is it a little... A failure is uh, just giving up, totally giving up, giving up on yourself. Um, just not only like losing focus, but being self-defeating. That's like, I think that's what failure is. For sure. For sure, man. Um, all right, let's move on to the next question. Oh, give me another number. Number one. Number one. All right. <laughs> uh, do you feel like a grown-up? <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically, because um, I wake up sometimes and things hurt. <laughs> and I'm like, why does it hurt? Yeah, that's. I think that's the 
that's what makes me feel like a grown up is the physical pain that I didn't feel when I was younger or the things I can't do physically anymore. I gotcha. When I was younger, that definitely makes you feel old. Is there any men mental side to that? Like, um, any epiphanies or realizations that maybe a grown up would, would have, you know? Because, I mean, I don't feel like I'm a grown up. I feel like I'm still in that process. Um, and I guess for you, I would also ask, when did, when did that switch turn off for you? Or like, when did, when, when, when did it feel like, yo, yo, I'm grown, you know? <laughs> I think uh, my nephews. So I have a nephew that's 21, and I have nephews that are nine, seven, six. That's a big range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think seeing them grow physically, grow, kind of made me feel my age. Yeah, that's true, uh, for sure. And then working with students also, seeing them grow, seeing them in their adult life. Word. That's Word. definitely my age. I gotcha. Shout out to uh, Brandon. You connected me, reconnected me with... Uh, yeah, man. He, um, he was just going out of his way to reach out to me. And I felt like all he wanted to do was show me that graduation because when he was a sophomore when i believe when he was a sophomore we went to the graduation the next year to visit it and we told him or i told him that yeah i'm gonna go to your graduation and it just so happened the year that he graduated 2020 yeah uh, shout out to the class of 2020 it was an online graduation yeah man i mean he i, I can't believe he remembered my email and that was just you know for me to be able to send it to you yeah that was that was a uh, really nice uh, for him to reach out shout out to uh, brandon yeah man shout out brandon i still owe you that basketball game <laughs> i know i hit him up i was, I was telling him like if you want to go to the park or whatever just let me know i'll, I'll plan around it that's what's um, up that's so what's i did up. find a park in the city that's open a bas uh, a hoop that's open so I haven't made it out there myself, but I was driving around the city last week and I saw it open. I was like, oh, okay, check that place out. For sure. Yeah, let me know. Let me know about that because it's hard, it's hard to tell which parks are, are cool and which parks parks aren't, if you're, you're going to get bothered or not. Um, I don't so. want to put it on blast because hella people are going to go to it and it might close down, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so aside from, like, you kind of described you know, how you felt being a grown-up as far as mental and physical, but how would you describe, like, a grown-up? Oh, a grown-up has uh, responsibilities. They have accountability. So um, a grown-up is responsible not only for himself, but they can be, be responsible for other people. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be children. It could be pets. It could be uh, people at work. You know, it could be at a certain time frame where it's just like, oh, I have this obligation where I'm just responsible for people uh, uh, as a teacher you know i don't have any kids but i'm responsible for students for a certain period of time i got you, I um, got you. accountability in being an adult whereas as a child there's like rules around you and there's you know just systems and structures that protect you that protect your innocence and just your youth but as an adult there's accountability there's responsibility yeah the protections are all gone at a certain point and uh, whether you like it or not you have to kind of turn into a grown-up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be about money, for example. You're, you're allowed to get a credit card, but you have to pay the fees and the interest if you don't pay in full. Yeah. That's the responsibility. 
I hear you. I hear you. For sure, man. Uh, let's jump into the next one, man. Give me another qu uh, number. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, when when did your stream of consciousness begin? Like, you. I mean, let me see how you interpret that first, and then let me know if you need any clarification. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean by stream of consciousness? So I would say, I guess, when a person's childhood innocence is kind of like, it's not over, but it kind of like switches from, oh, I'm a kid to like, oh, now there's other things other than just being a kid. Um, an example for me would be when I was about 11 or 12, my grandfather passed and I was thinking to myself like, oh, like, what's the reason I'm here for, you know, like, I guess that kind of stream of consciousness. And it could kind of like the, relate back to like maybe the clearest memory that you can remember is kind of like where I would say define the stream of consciousness beginning because that's when like your story in your head kind of like started and it's continuing on uh, in that sense. Well, I mean, I remember the first, the earliest memory that I have was probably when I was three or four. God damn. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I guess to answer your question, I think it's like when I started feeling responsible for other people when I got my driver's license. Um, Word. Word. I just remember going out with you know, my high school friends or just being with people and just feeling responsible for people like when you're driving or, you know, just going out with or being with people from school or just, you know, friends that you're on your own. I'm like, how did that end up here? I got here. We got us here. You know, I got us here. Um, it was it's like these people are under my not supervision, but you know what I mean? Like uh, you're, you're just driving through it. Yeah, yeah. Driving, like, that kind of just meant. I feel like that was that's what popped into my head when you were yeah. saying uh, saying what you what you said. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I know it's different for everybody. That's why I'm I'm curious about it because I feel like you know the, the stream of consciousness. I mean, the the follow up question was like, what do you think triggered it? And I guess for you, it would be like being feeling like that responsibility for other people. Like, oh snap, you know, I, they're in my car and I gotta take them to places. Yeah. And honestly, you know, they could have been still acting a fool, you know, because they don't feel as responsible. It's not like they're driving. So there's, there's like that little difference. But now, I remember just getting a car. It was more for just getting to school instead of taking the bus. It wasn't like, oh, I'm here. I'm a, an adult now or I'm a teenager. I have responsibility. Oh, yeah, the responsibility like with a car and people's lives, your life. Um, how did, uh, I guess, how old were you when you first got your, your driver's license? Oh, I was 16. I was a senior. I, I, I graduated when I was 17, but I turned <laughs> I turned 16. Wait, wait. Yeah, I got in my... Wait, did I turn 16 my... So we... <laughs> no, uh, I'm trying to think. I graduated 17 years old. Yeah, so... I turned 16 December of my junior year. I think I got it that summer. Okay. I got my license that summer. It, I don't think I got it right away. I don't think I got it right away, but I got it that summer. Did you have to take classes? Did you take driver's ed or anything? Yeah, at uh, school. I took, uh, it was like an elective driver's ed. It was health and driver's ed. Uh, did, you ha did you get your first car? Were you using your folks' car at the time? It was a uh, hand-me-down. 
It was mm-hmm. like my brother Brian. It was an old school 92 Honda Civic. Uh, yeah, he passed me down. For sure. For sure. Did, uh, were you like the coolest of the 16, 7 year olds? Or were you were you kind of bullied by the seniors because you were. Uh, I'm not younger. bullied or anything like that, but I was, uh, I was a nerd. I was into like school and music and stuff. Oh, for sure. I wasn't into partying like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. I mean, I was pretty much a homebody throughout high school, too. <laughs> I was uh, living in, living in the East Bay, going to school in the city. Made, made it really hard for me to have a social life outside of the classes and everything. Yeah, a lot of traveling. What kind of music were you into in high school? Um, a lot of hip-hop, R&B. It was the 90s, so everything from that generation. I started going to more parties and listening to more DJs and just buying more music. So I just started developing more of a taste for different genres, but mostly hip hop and R&B and like DJ stuff. Like I was really into the local DJ scene, whether it's turntablist or just hip hop DJs that were trying to break new music. Yeah. What was a, what was like a, I guess the most excited purchase or that you made for, for music? Like, were you uh, looking cool. forward, looking forward to a certain album, certain you know, certain gear, maybe? Oh, so like, uh, so Timbaland, that was, he came up, he made his like debut during high school, the transition from like, uh, Jodeci to working with Aaliyah and Jenny Wine, and then you had Bad Boy, and then. Tupac and B.I.G. died and just hip-hop was just kind of like exploding with the internet and everything. Um, there was kind of like a movement to go back to the four elements. A little DJ, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Breaking, mm-hmm. graffiti and just, you know, there was that movement from like sound bombing, most deaf, Talib Kweli, Lyricist Lounge, I remember that. And there was the West Coast Underground Movement with, like, Dilated, Far Side. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there was that West Coast Movement, Jurassic Five. Um, and then there was also the Rave Movement around that time. I was in, into it, but, you know, just paying attention to it. And then the South was coming up with Master P and Cash Money. That was, like, 90s. Yeah, it was an exciting time. I listened to everything. I think I was just, like, aware of everything. Whatever that, like, DJs were into... And I was into the whole art, like the turntablism stuff, uh, blending, and just mixing genres. I got gotcha. you. Uh, you mentioned raves. I don't think I've ever asked you, but like, did you go to raves when you were in high school? Or no, my know? friends were into that. Some of my classmates were into that. Um, when people say raves, I think of like that underground <laughs> kind of warehouse kind of scene i've never been to that i've been to like that was i forgot the name of it it was somewhere downtown um not justice league but wonderland they had that that way feel no it was like a small club you know like it was it was still in the small club base but i never went to the garage kind of thing i never did that but i i started going to the massives that was that was kind of like a big thing too and not so much in the Bay Area, but in Southern California. They had those massives where it was like um, a room was drum and bass and a room was house and a room was uh, hip-hop. 
like that. It was rooms just dedicated to different styles of music, different tempos. I gotcha. For sure. Uh, you mentioned one other thing. I can't. Oh, well, I guess my it would be a follow up question. I'm just curious. But what was the first thing you saved up money for? Like, what what purchase were you like? Oh, I I really want to want this. I need to be responsible and save, put some money aside. I don't know. I remember opening up a savings account when I was younger. Um, I don't know what I was saving up for. For sure, for sure. It's all good. Um, shoes, maybe? I <laughs> shoes in high school. I know um, you like collect clothes. shoes. Yeah, like, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was spending money on clothes too, man. It's clothes that... I never it was seen a vacation seen. I was trying to go on. Uh, I was trying to go to Hawaii after high school. Um, bought a radio, I believe. I'm trying to think, like you know, stuff like that for my car. Oh, okay, those, for sure. Like, I think those were like the first things. But I was the type of person that would leave money in the bank. You know, so you, that's what's up, man. That's what's and, up. Yeah, big purchases. Yeah, uh, payment full for sure. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> cash only man <laughs> but uh for sure that's uh we got about 10 more minutes to go so let's knock out a couple more questions um go ahead give me another one three three so uh what was your fear when you were a kid i don't like cockroaches <laughs> yeah, it was like a lot of other things but i saw i was born in the philippines and then um People, if you're from Mexico or, you know, just from other countries, the cockroaches in the Philippines, they flew. And I remember uh, going to the bathroom that was down the hall, like turning on the lights and just seeing hella roaches. When I say hella roaches, 10, 20, you know, like that many roaches just scattering. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was scared of roaches. Did, did you ever get over it or... It still nah, bothers you. <laughs> the roaches in the U.S. out here in California, they're, they're not that crazy compared to the Philippines because they flew. I mean, they fly in the Philippines. And you just see them in groups, like, oh, like yeah. whole herds of them. But here, you'll see one once in a blue moon. You see more rats in the U.S. I mean, you see rats in the Philippines. I'll get it wrong. But I think you see more mice, more rats here. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, well, what what do you fear now as an adult? Um, I don't know. Fearless? <laughs> no, not fearless. Uh, it's not being recognized or not being listened to. I don't know. Just... Word. Word. That is interesting, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I would say that that happens to me it's happened to me quite often in my life. I don't know about you, but uh, you ever feel like when you're saying something and someone just like, or people act like they didn't hear it? Yeah, sometimes that happens, and you're just like, damn. The anxiety around it, though. It's like the anxiety. I don't know if it's really fear, but... The anxiety? Right, more of the anxiety. Hmm. Like, are you anxious that, like, you're wondering if someone, if they heard you or not, or... No, it's not. I think more of a long term, more of a big picture, mm. not being heard. 
Oh. Oh, okay. In the moment, I, you. I have other opportunities, you know, to make that statement or, you know, to get that fact across to people. But if it's something like, uh, if it's like with law or something like that, going back to Prop 22, they voted yes on that after doing my research. Yes on the, um, believe it was with the benefits yep yep it's on benefits but a lot of the people were saying no to it because it would drive down um, it would just drive down the rates so that'd be good right if they drive drove down the rates for the no for the passengers I mean not the passengers for the rates for, of earning for oh um, I got you and they and it's already like they weren't making that. Yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah, I did. I remember it was Prop Twenty Two. It was a majority yes, and that's what a lot of the drivers did not agree to. Interesting, interesting. It was man, like I don't want to get into politics, man, but um, I just know for me, I think my decision kind of waited on like. The interesting thing was that for for that particular bill, I think it was only for the big companies like Uber and yeah. and Lyft and every yeah, and it didn't really take into account all the other independent contractors that do other work like barber shops or you know dance studios you know, and how it would affect those companies as well, and yeah, I guess in, in my eyes it was just like, you know, it was very corporate, um, it was a corporate driven bill. You know, and they were kind of just looking out for themselves. And, you know, I, I mean, that's how the game works. So that's how they had to play it. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's go for it. one last question. Go for it. 34. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you look for in a leader? Um... I look for a leader. I guess experience. That's a big thing. Mm, okay. Um, experience in like what they're saying, what they're doing, what they're leading people. You know, like uh, for example, in my profession, if somebody's telling me, "Okay, this is not necessarily how you do it," but um, when they're trying to explain with why. They're using their experience, I guess you could say. So you like it when they, they start off with a why instead of like, you know, I guess somebody trying no, to tell you. What's why, no, explaining why, like why we do this, why this procedure, why this, um, um, why you're doing this paperwork. Mm. And they give their experience. They give their experience or they give an example of it happening in the field. I gotcha. Is it uh is it necessarily a bad thing if you feel like there's a leader that I guess doesn't have enough experience and but like you know they also have to have good communication skills. I think that's what it is because even though you're a leader, you're still part of the team. Yeah. You still have a role to play. Yeah. I think that's another thing too. I look for a leader that um that not only knows how to delegate position, like you know, delegate responsibilities, but 
knows how to um, take on responsibilities themselves as a leader. I feel you. I feel you. For sure. And uh, a follow-up to that one is, what do you think is a sign of a bad leader? Sign of a bad leader is somebody that's only interested in results that benefits them or their interests, not everybody that's involved with. Because, you know, if you're, like, leading a group of people, not only are those people involved, but their families are involved, or their interests, you know, their communities are involved as well. So a leader has all that into consideration. For sure. Do you uh, consider yourself a leader? Uh, sometimes. Not, uh, depends on, like, you know, who I'm leading. Uh, not saying most of the time I'm a follower or whatever, but there are sometimes where I'm in a position of leadership, yeah. Dude, I think being a teacher, you're in a leadership position whenever you're in class. Yeah, right? I mean, that's like, that's a time that I can think of um, when I'm being a leader, for sure. That's what's up, man. For sure. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming on. Just want to okay. let, let you have open space. I've been asking you all these questions. I don't know if you have any questions for me. Uh, that's what I kind of set the, this time aside for. But if you don't, that's cool, too. You know, this is really more about you than me, but you know, just to, to have it a little more fun for my guests if they have a question for me. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, just want to give a shout-out to you, Jan. Hella hungry. Shout-out to Chris, you know, all the folks from Bretonian days. Yeah, man, Brit Bretonian days. Yeah. You're going to see some people pop up on this, man. I've uh, reached out to a bunch of people, and you'll be kind of surprised who comes on. And uh, Yeah, so shout-out to all the folks from the Beacon, all the students. Um let me see who else. Shout out to all my former students, you know, from around the way. If they're going to see this, shout out to my nephews. Shout out to my niece, uh, Janelle. I've seen her recently. Uh, rest in peace to my uncle, uh, Tony. Uh, shout out to my niece, uh, Jada. It's her birthday on the 12th. She's turning 20. I thought she was turning 21. She's turning 20. Sure. Sure, man. I'm, I hope they all hear that. Um, and, like, I guess my final couple questions for you and this is where it kind of ties out all, all around, is the first one is, what do you feel like is the greatest lesson you've learned? The greatest lesson is being patient. Not just being patient with people, but being patient with yourself. Word. I feel that. And uh, the last thing is, what would you like your descendants to know about you? Like, if you, want, if you could know your ancestors... You know, what was something that you would want to know about them and try to, like, I guess, put that into words for your for your descendants? I think uh, they're still communicating to me. There's still lessons to be learned. Um, mm. I think it goes with everybody. There's just, like, an awakening process later that you progress in life. Uh, some people get it early. Some people get it later on in life. Uh, but with me, it's just an ongoing conversation. And I'm still listening. I'm still learning. What they want to know is uh, what would they think I don't know they're, they're still discussing it okay okay for sure man that, that could we could revisit that for a future episode uh, but uh, yeah man I, you said your shout outs you got to sign off for, for the folks <laughs> yeah, that's about it uh, go Warriors we'll make it to the playoffs um, shout out to all my students shout out to 
you, Jen, all the homies. Right on, Jeff. Right on. Want to ask you? I mean, want to tell you again. Thank you for coming on. I know it's uh, it's not always easy being interviewed and uh, you know, exposing yourself on camera in this way. Um, I know you've got a lot more practice because of <laughs> what's, what's been going on. You know, it's funny, man. Like, uh, my fear that I've been working on is rejection. And um, when I first started, you know, doing or had the idea for this podcast and started reaching out to people. I was kind of thinking like in the beginning, at least I was reaching out to people that I felt like I would have a least chance of rejection, you know, and then from all those people that kind of said yes, you know, that gave me the courage to start reaching out to more people that I was like, I don't care if they reject me or not. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for for being one of those people that I felt like would be down. (laughs) uh, Shout out to uh, all the Tom Brady fans. I (laughs) that's. Talking about Burton and uh, Beacon and stuff. I gave a shout out to uh, Alexa. Shout out to Alexa. I know she's a big Tom Brady fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know this weekend. I was, no, no, not, not this weekend. It was two weekends ago. Because I, I mean, I didn't even put any money on it, but I was just like, <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. Um, Undeniable now, man. Undeniable. Yeah. That's another <laughs> conversation. If you're still on the um, you know shout out to Joe Montana and all his fans but talking about football <laughs> we're living in 2021 Tom Brady I mean Jerry Rice uh, was also just came out was all like he's the goat I'm, I'm not the goat <laughs> like he can have that title and Jerry was the goat for the longest because no one could touch his, his records at his position yeah yeah, his yeah. Position, the greatest of all time. but yeah but for sure I'm gonna say peace to everybody thank you for listening tuning in um, thank you for your time and your and your attention, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you want to be on, and Jeff, if you know if any, anybody else who would probably you know find this valuable and would like to leave a message for their descendants, and you know uh, you, you know how to reach me, let me know. Much love, y'all. Peace from Thirty Four and Jeff. Yeah, peace out. <laughs>